y'all. Welcome to the Nuga Bell podcast, all about stories of the South, straight from the sources. I'm your host, Kate Robertson, and I'm based in the scenic city of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Join me and my guests as we talk about all things Chattanooga, life in the South, and beyond. Now pour yourself a cup of coffee or a glass of sweet tea and join us. We're so glad you're here. Welcome back to the Nuga Bell podcast, and I am super excited to be here with Mr. Kyle House, Mr. Kyle Miller, co-founders of Kyle House Fitness. Thanks for having us on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, Y'all first met Kyle House at the Wine Over Water Yoga Brunch. That's right. Talked to you for a few minutes there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was super fun. Mm -hmm. And getting... Be able to drink champagne and do yoga. That's always a yeah. good combination. <laughs> what more could you want on a Sunday yeah. morning, right? And good food. Both are so good, too. Yes. <laughs> that was phenomenal. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourselves. Where are y'all from and how did y'all meet? I'll let you start, Miller. Oh, great. Awesome. <laughs> well, so I am from Saudi Daisy originally. My family is all from there. My dad's side of the family has been there for four or five generations. So we, we are original Saudi folk. Um, and then, uh, my mother is from Nashville to here. So I've grown up born and raised here for a really long time. Um, and went to, we both went to school at MTSU, uh, Mm -hmm. worked in the recording industry for a while and then came back to Chattanooga to, he started a fitness career and then me getting into marketing, which led me into actually politics and then working (laughs) in city government. And now I'm back into marketing. That's the, the, the little nutshell version of, of me. And then he's not originally from here, but yeah, so transplanted after a while. I was born in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but then my dad's job moved us around quite a bit. So in Indiana for a little bit, and then Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, Knoxville, Tennessee, Augusta, Georgia. And then um, he got a job at TVA. So then uh, Chattanooga was where I started kindergarten through uh, the rest of my you know, middle school, elementary school. Let's see. Yeah, he just said we went to MTSU together. Um, we did meet. Let's see, North River YMCA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Through fitness. So the uh, <laughs> another thing that he didn't mention, he, him, and his brother are the first um, firstborn in America on his mom's side. So oh. his mom yeah, and true. mom was born in Germany, and the rest of his family's from Germany. Oh, okay. So he's the only one without an accent, really. So yeah. So. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, but he looks very German. If you can he hear, does. if you now can that, see him through the podcast, you would ooh. know. Very Germanic features. Yeah. Now that you see it, <laughs> right? Or now that you say it, I see it. Yeah, <laughs> he looks a little like a, a a German villain, except for he's like the the nicest person ever. Oh. So, but it, like when he's mad, like when he has a, a non smile uh-huh. face, he looks like a German villain <laughs> from like Die Hard or something. There we go. That's perfect. Yeah. Uh, so one thing you mentioned, Saudi Daisy. I am not originally from Chattanooga. Yeah. I've been here for three and a half years. I have heard that there's a thing with like Saudi and Daisy it's and very Saudi big Daisy. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is that? Okay, I have to be careful here. <laughs> um, so, uh, so Saudi and Daisy used to be two separate towns, mm-hmm. and then they combined them. Okay. Yeah, and so the people. Uh, the Twins easiest way to they're about the same size. The people of Daisy were really excited about it for mm-hmm. the most part. The people of Saudi are, weren't really excited. About okay. It. So. There's a saying, if you ain't from Saudi, you ain't nobody, that <laughs> people say. Such a good one. Yeah. Classic. But, like, there's not one for Daisy, so that gives you kind of, like, the thing. But, um, yeah, people who uh, have multi-generation families, and there's probably about, like, 15 of them, mm-hmm. um, 
they are from Saudi and they will tell you that they're like most people. I've learned to like start saying Saudi Daisy because people don't, but most people that grew up in Saudi only say Saudi. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then people who grew up and lived in Daisy say Saudi Daisy. So that's oh. usually like how you can tell the difference whether somebody's originally from there or not. Pro yeah. tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they are the, they're about the same size. Um, and it's got, I don't know if it's still one of the biggest high schools in this, in the state, but mm-hmm. it used to be. I knew uh, several people who went to high school there. Yeah, was like, yeah, I think when we were both there, he only went his senior year. He was at Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I graduated for um, Center for Creative Arts. So I was there okay. my freshman and sophomore year. Um, there were like 2,400 2, students when I was there. This is a big school. You saw somebody new every single day. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty big. It's a big so, shock coming yeah. from like yeah. only 500 maybe total students. Because Saudi itself is a small area, but mm-hmm. Saudi Daisy in itself is small, but the school is pretty much all of Hickson, Saudi Daisy, and then it goes a little further when you go towards Dunlap area and stuff Okay. Like that. So there's a big school area, plus the two mountains. You have Signal Mountain and you have uh, Mont Lake Mountain. Gotcha. So, and those are all... Saudi Daisy High School. Oh, wow. So you have kind of like four townships, four, oh, Lakeside as well. So five oh, yeah. towns that all go to one high school. Mm-hmm. Very big geography area. Yeah, yeah. But only one Saudi. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one. There's only one, yeah. Uh, so you mentioned a little bit that y'all worked in the recording industry or just... Yeah, yeah we, we did. did. Yeah. I worked for a, a, a band called Big and Rich. <laughs> Oh my gosh, really? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. remember them. Yeah, save a horse, ride, ride a cowboy. cowboy. <laughs> um, and it was really Music Classy. Mafia. Um, and I worked for um, a lot of record labels and, and recording artists and groups. You have Music Mafia, but they also had Big Love Music, which was their publication company. So all their publishing company. Um, and that's the wing that I worked for okay. um, in artists and repertoire. And then he worked and at a place called Ivy Music. Production technology side. So I was more interested... I had this um, vision of wanting to do music and foley and sound and scoring for video games and movies. But oh, then that'd be cool. Now it's just more a little bit of a hobby, side hobby now. I did do DJing quite a bit all through a bit of high school and college career. Um, so I do have hopes of making um, exclusive Kyle House Fitness mixes coming soon. Oh, so that would be cool. Yeah. Very, very excited about that. We, so, um, we both went to school. He went for audio engineering, and then I went for entertainment marketing and cool. management. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we started really learning that the recording industry was very contractual jobs. And it was like you have a job for three months or one month, and then you don't have a Unless you got like with a record label, those are kind of dying breeds themselves. And so we were like, do we want to continue to like find an artist to work for every three months or go on tour? Like I had the choice, like my career would have been going on tour with different artists on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know if I want to travel That's everywhere. a lifestyle that is only good for very certain personality yeah. types. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not for mine. I'm a very routine based <laughs> kind of person. I and am too. Get, a, get a shot that, every three yeah. months. No. <laughs> and then also not knowing if you're going to get on the next tour or the next artist or record. And we decided to come to Chattanooga and explore a lot of other things and be back at our hometown. Yeah, we, we kept missed. driving back every Sunday. We would work at the Chattanooga market. And then yeah. every time we drove back, we'd see, like, you know, there's a new building. We'd see people, faces we hadn't seen in a while. And just started to miss Chattanooga. Totally. Yeah, my dad has all the lemonade stands. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, yeah, at the market. And so we used to be at a ton of places. Um, but he's, he's getting a little older, so yeah. we just do the market now. The ones with, like, the big old cups with, like, half lemons in them? Yeah. Aww. That's us. Those That's are classic. Us. So we do, um, so we do the yeah. soccer games and the market now, but we used to do 
in Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. Um, So, yeah, we're the Lemonade family. Miller's Original Lemonade plug. So good. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, So let's talk a little bit about how Kaha House Fitness came to be. How did that start out? Sure. So um, I guess my fitness career started in... Well, I guess back in high school too, just getting in, getting into weightlifting and things like that. And then when did I went, you play sports or did you do it just to do it through cheerleading? Um, I oh, noticed okay. I wasn't, I used to just be gymnastics and tumbling, but I noticed I wasn't strong enough to lift the girls like for some of the stunts. So, uh, that's why I got into weightlifting and strength training and conditioning. So I saw the benefit there, backed away from it a little bit as I went to college, um, getting into the recording industry. But then um, just started working out with some of my friends, noticing to see some changes. I would offer little suggestions, little tweaks to diet and nutrition, and started to watch them grow and change. I was like, wait a minute, this is really awesome and rewarding, <laughs> watching people grow and progress. And that like brings me the most joy, too, just to watch people do that. So um, got into, started off just private training and personal training in Murfreesboro at the Murfreesboro Athletic Club. And after that... I started to get into some group fitness. It started with indoor cycling. And then after that, got into sports agility group fitness, then a little bit of core group fitness. And then that turned into, I wanted to get into yoga. And then that was like, oh my gosh, that really opened up my horizon of like what all different realms of fitness was. And um, I was noticing too, as I was just doing mainly bodybuilding style weightlifting that, you know, shoulders started to round forward, it was super tight, started looking like a gorilla, I guess you could say. <laughs> but um, uh, then the yoga practice came in. I was like, oh my gosh, you can start to open your body. You can feel so much better, be more mobile. Um, so then that started to link some things together there. So with all of that knowledge, when we moved back to Chattanooga, uh, started working at a studio called Thrive Studio. It was in Coolidge Park. Um, it was uh, Kim Gavin, Anna Mercer, and Jeff Krupkale, and that was a super awesome concept there. It was uh, indoor cycling, private training, and yoga classes in different studios there. So then I got a really good feel of you know group fitness, private training, and yoga, and then I started to formulate this idea that or this vision that I wanted to see of you know how I want fitness to be done because mm-hmm. I believe in a, a really good balance of fitness. As I was mentioning, you know you can't just do you know, just the strength training or, you know, or just the yoga too. Um, you need a good balance of the, the aesthetics. You need a good balance with the mobility. But then also I wanted to add in a cardiovascular element. So good for the heart and also great for torching some, you know, body <laughs> fat and calories, stuff like that too. So I had a idea. I wanted to beta test. So I got a space at the Chattanooga workspace. So it's right across from the downtown YMCA. Mm-hmm. Uh, rented out about 400 square feet. And uh, I just did private training and small group training there. And then uh, that got to a point where I couldn't take on any more clients. And then I started hiring a couple trainers while I was there. So then they started to take on some clients. Then they started to get maxed out. So it's like, oh man, I need a bigger space. We need to, we need to see, you know, make a jump. But then, um, yeah, it took us, let's see, 18 different tries to find a studio location. Wow. But we finally found the right spot on Main Street. You know, there's free parking downtown, which is incredible, uh, up and coming area in the South side. And I really super lucked out finding a really good team of people that helped open up the studio with us. It's, it's been amazing, but, um, and then Cowhouse Fitness was born. We had a bigger space. We could get more people to get the 
idea that I wanted across to mm-hmm. a, a lot more people. Yeah, and one of the really exciting things is that because um, I look at everything from a business standpoint, and he looks at it from a fitness and experience standpoint. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, that I know of, we're the only fitness facility or or really um, experience that combines cardio, yoga, mm-hmm. and weight training. Um, so it's in the entire nation that I know of. Like I can't find anything else. So in the um, same workout. Yeah, in the same workout. Yeah. So it's like the first. It's the first of its kind, and it's. Mm-hmm. It's a little hard to teach, so it takes mm-hmm. a lot of like, like we get practice by our instructors. A lot <laughs> of multitasking, yeah, um, because it is fast paced and it moves really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I get caught up and lost in it sometimes too, <laughs> um, but like it's it, it has been really kind of cool to see it mm-hmm. take off and and people really kind of um, lean into the idea of yeah. having all three and the accessibility to them as well. Yeah. And then also the body changes you see from people too. It's it's been really amazing. Mm-hmm. Like not just, you know, body fat reduction, weight loss, but then the postural alignment and the mobility aspect, which is huge for me too, because I want people to be able to move better and, you know, maybe pick up their children or grandchildren or whatever the case may be mm-hmm. and feel feel good about it too. We uh we get people uh that come and have been because we've been open for a little over two years and it started like, I guess there's a body type <laughs> and people are starting to like, they'll go up to people and they're like, somebody came up to me the other day and was like, do you work out at Kyle House Fitness? And I was like, yeah. And they're like, how did you know? And they're like, I can just tell from, from the way you look. And we're like, great. <laughs> cool. So there's like a Kyle House look. Cool. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So we keep hearing that. Built on, in branding. On the regular. I know. Yeah. Great. That everyone's walking billboards. Um, that's one of the really exciting things too, from a marketing standpoint is people always say like, mm-hmm. how are you guys growing so fast? How are you doing this? I'm like, it really is kind of organic and mm-hmm. natural. I mean, we do a little bit of very minimal SEM and like social media stuff, but that's but about it. But what y'all do kills it. Yeah, that's a, that's all we do. Um, and so it's really, mm-hmm. it's really kind of like our people and the experience that mm-hmm. kind of sell itself. Word of mouth. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That's the number yeah. one thing for us. Goodness. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the social media just backs backs mm-hmm. it up mm-hmm. for the most part. So I think that's yeah. where people get their understanding mm-hmm. of what goes on. We'll we'll dive into the specifics of the class, which yeah. Yeah. which I've taken a couple of y'all's mm-hmm. classes, yeah. yes, and yes. they are no joke. <laughs> <laughs> good to hear, <laughs> but like a good kind of no joke. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah. That's 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 what we try to strive for: is that building something that there isn't a lot, there isn't an advance, there isn't a beginner. There isn't an intermediate. It's we're going to tell you what the framework is, and then you decide how you fit within it. You mm-hmm. choose your weights. You choose your speed. You choose your incline. You make the decisions on yourself. We're mm-hmm. just taking you through a time frame and the movements. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. You pick everything else. Mm-hmm. So awesome. once people get that, it becomes a lot easier for them mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's play with my jar. Yeah, um, I'm excited about the jar. So if you've been listening to the Nougabelle podcast, you know all about the jar. But for new listeners, this is my mason jar filled with colorful pieces of paper with uh-huh. fun questions and conversation topics and fun. fun little things for us to talk about to get to know y'all better. Sure. Never have I ever. <laughs> I have toyed with the idea yeah. of doing a never have I ever only version of the yeah. jar. Yeah, I'd be down. I kind of want to do that yeah. now. All right, so we'll each draw a few and okay. talk about them, and we can all answer one another. Okay, cool. Sure. So I'll go first. Okay. One thing I wish Chattanooga had is... Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, uh, uh, 
man, that's gonna that's gonna be mean because we kind of have one. <laughs> I wish I had an amusement park, like a real one, like or oh, yeah. like an amusement park with bigger oh. roller coasters. I love those. Like we spend a lot of time going to roller coasters in the summer. I do enjoy um, that, and so like we always have to go somewhere else. Yeah, and so. We it's would not love always fun selfishly to, to have roller coasters. It's not always fun to have to drive down to Atlanta to go to Six Flags. Yeah, I know, and I think we have plenty of land here. So oh yeah, it'd be great. I really, really want Chattanooga somebody to do it. Just a really nice dance bar. Oh yeah, and so, a gay club and a nice gay club. That a, gay, you a gay club cannot smoke in, or you can smoke. We can go outside and smoke. No, yeah, you can. Or how about <laughs> just, yeah. or just, just no smoking? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, video bar. Something or like a little a, classier than. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to name There's an after club. hours club. You can go like, I don't like, you know, a place that's like, uh, I love Nashville has a place called tribe and play yeah. and like gay, straight, everybody goes there. It's got like, it's just a really cool, clean kind mm-hmm. of LA style club. Um, and it's something that's lacking for the community here. So if yeah. we had something like that, it'd be very cool. That would be nice. That and a roller coaster. <laughs> if they want a combo them, deal, that's fine. <laughs> like a gay club a with coaster a roller coaster. Through. Ooh, wow, yeah. dangerous. That would I'm be down. fun. Mm. Don't do too much fireball though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be About bad. About the drag queen twirl or something. Like that. <laughs> it just like it just spins you around. The spicy drag queen. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> Um, one thing that I wish Chattanooga had, and I keep hearing rumors about it, and I want these rumors to like come to fruition, is Trader Joe's. I was, oh, a Trader Joe's would be great. One. Yeah, I've heard a couple things too. I don't from some pretty credible sources. So same. Is it a franchise? Well, them and the people who do Aldi are one and the same. Mm. And yeah. I've read that they put Aldi's in locations first to like test the market and see how well they do. Huh. And now we have like three or four Aldi's. And they're doing well. And they're doing really well. Mm-hmm. So go shop at Aldi's so we can get <laughs> <Please> support Aldi's. <laughs> the only reason sponsor, so we don't we have, really <laughs> the only reason so we don't have like like we you won't have to in two years if we all shop there. We can all be at a Trader's Joe. Yeah. Trader Joe's. Awesome. I'll learn how to say it. Yes. Traders of the Joe. Traders of Joe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You okay. next. All right. What color? Let's do... Don't pick the wrong one. <gasps> they are not color coded. I did blue, guys. Okay. If you could buy a drink for anyone, dead or alive, who would it be? Uh, I would buy a drink for Britney Spears, but then pretend that I don't know who she is. <laughs> and then be like, what? you know, like, she's like, oh, what do you do? And, and she's like, oh, I work in the recording industry. And I'd be like, oh, good luck with that. It's tough. It's really tough. Anyways, see you. And I feel like that's the way to win a celebrity's heart is like to pretend like you don't know who they are. Don't mention 2007. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who are you? Oh, no. Mm, good luck with the recording industry. Tough. Jeez. I mean, like 5,000 just... people trying to enter that market every single year. And Wow. <laughs> Yeah. So, and then that. Yeah. That. That's. That's who I would buy a drink for. I think. That's uh, incredible. Let's see. I have a, this secret crush on Jane Fonda. That's really interesting. But uh, funny story. I used to stay home from school so I could watch her fitness videos. We actually did a move in bar class this morning that Ashley called the Fonda. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she has great moves. As it's, soon as she said the Fonda, I was like, oh, God, I know what this is. Yeah. <laughs> the funny thing is, like, everything is so cyclical that he has a Jane Fonda book of fitness stuff mm-hmm. that is, like, probably the most in fitness things right now. Yeah, a lot of the stuff. A lot yeah. of, like, Pilates moves isolated and, like, bar isolated movements. bar movements. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd just like to get to know her a little bit more. Pulsing movements. <laughs> 
I remember my mom had Denise Austin tapes. Yes. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. she had a cabinet full of Denise Austin tapes, <laughs> and she had the, like, step bench and the weights and everything. And, like, as a six-year-old, I did those with her because yes. I did gymnastics and dance as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm going to do these with my mom. And then we just got that like echelon studio. Yep. That's yeah. Denise Austin's thing. I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. And I cool. saw that in the press release and I like sent it to my mom. I was like, mom, look, look guess who it is. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, My mom always had like the butt burn or whatever it was. I don't remember what those tapes were. Buns of steel. They're like buns of steel, abs of steel. <laughs> yes. That was it. My mom had all those. Buns of steel, abs of steel, arms of steel. Mm. I remember watching those and like I had these Hulkamania. I was obsessed with Hulk Hogan growing up. <laughs> so I had these Hulkamania weight lifting sets that I used. My mom still has them. She like <laughs> runs with them in her hands. I was like, they say like WWF on them and like Hulkamania across them. I'm like, mom, it's like just, 2018. Just yet. go buy some Walmart hand weights if you're going to run with them in your oh, hands. Oh, the 90s. <laughs> She's like, they work so fine. I'm like, cool. Well, Hulk out. <laughs> Um, my person. Yeah. Oh man. Tough one. I've practiced mine before. <laughs> I've got my nailed down. See, I write these questions and then I can never I'm never like prepared for them when they come up. <laughs> um So one of my favorite writers is David Sedaris. Mm-hmm. He's Originally from New York, but he grew up in North Carolina, and I'm originally from North Carolina, so I, like, connect with him in that way, and a lot of his stories talk about, like, Southern culture, mm-hmm. and, like, growing up in, like, his family, and situations, and all that, and I just, I love his books, and I met him in North Carolina when I was in grad school, and I, like, totally fangirled. I was like, you're the reason I wanted <laughs> to be a writer, and he was just, like, the coolest about it, and I, now I'm just kind of like, I want to really buy you, like, a shot of whiskey and just talk you to you. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like five shots. So you loosened up. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Learn more about it. Okay, yes. is it my turn? Yes, uh, it is. Don't mess up. Go in deep here and just. Okay. <laughs> One thing you'll never see me wear is a jock strap. <laughs> you will never see me wear it, and I will actually never wear it. Okay. So, because that's like like a thing right now is people wearing jock straps, and like it makes about as much sense as a thong to me. Mm-hmm. Like I dr- like I don't usually dress for comfort; I dress for style. But mm-hmm. like when it comes to underwear, it's comfort first. Because yeah. like the other Kyle is the only person seeing my underwear, um, <laughs> and so I don't need to wear anything that is for show. Yeah. Um, it's just for comfort. Yeah, underwear without a butt in it. <laughs> yeah, it is an underwear. That's like chaps. That's very true. Yeah. Windy chaps. Very breezy. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. One thing you'll never see me wear is a mesh shirt. <laughs> well, Maybe. I know what he's getting for Christmas. <laughs> mesh shirt. <laughs> and Arnold, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I'll never. Yeah. He actually used to have a guy. So he developed this class in Murfreesboro <laughs> called Sports Zone. And he used to have this guy take this class. Always. And he would always wear a mesh shirt. And it was like I can't imagine working out in one. It of those. was the it was the largest like fish. It was like fishnet stockings, so it was big enough that like you could just like see like you might as well. Yeah. It was pointless to have a shirt on. It wasn't even like vague see through. Like was, it was like 
large triangles like the size of your finger. Yeah, like, what's the like, point what of that? What is the mm-hmm. point? Like, it's like spaghetti strap tank like tops. Like, like chafing on the nipples. Yeah. I just feel like the nipple just... gets caught easily Ugh. in that and <laughs> doesn't make for a great... And the tan I... lines aren't good at the outside. <laughs> oh, no, no. That would be no. terrible. So, waffle mesh print. Waffle <laughs> body. <laughs> Not that'd from be, eating waffles, but... That'd be unfortunate. Mm-hmm. An actual waffle body. Waffle body. Uh, one thing you will never see me wear is white after Labor Day. Oh, there you go. I can't wear white. Like That's a hard one to pull I off. Mess, like, I'm just a messy person. I, I have mean, to dark be bl- really, really tan. I wear mm-hmm. blue. I have blue <laughs> shoes on, blue jeans, blue pullover, and blue shirt. I have blue hat. Mm-hmm. Everything <laughs> I buy is blue. Yeah, I have to have a little bit of a tan if I'm going to wear... Pink. Like I don't that. wear pink either. Yeah. It makes me look super pale. Like, I'm really pale, and, like, pink just makes me look s- like I'm sick. That's mm. another color that I have to be really, really tan to wear. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. has to be the right shade of pink. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've done a light pink, like, really, really light pastel pink, and had a great tan. Yeah, that's about as... But, man, <laughs> if I put red or pink on, I look like I have, like, jaundice. I can't wear red. <laughs> yeah. My high school colors were red and white, yeah. and we were also the Wildcats. Didn't work out. It was awful. No, I haven't worn red since high school. I just just can't. Yeah, it's not good for pale people. No. Let's do one more round. Yeah, let's let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Uh, No, we've got pink ones. Let's get a good one. The last movie I saw in theaters was Mary Poppins Returns. We both saw it together, but it was was Aquaman. Oh, Aquaman, yeah. (laughs) How was it? It was, I mean... I don't know. It's, he doesn't have a shirt on, so <laughs> like it's a superhero movie. There were so most uh, okay most it. of the time was spent wondering when the shirt would come off next, and there yeah. were about you know on a two hour movie there were about a solid from hour the, of shirtlessness. From the scoring side of it, though, I thought it was really cool. From I thought there's some throwbacks to some older '80s sort of sound effects yeah. and cool. music, and I'm obsessed thing. with um, Rambo. <laughs> And Rocky, and Sylvester Stallone in general. Dolphin but Dream. Rocky is like I grew up, and I would just obsessively watch those movies. And even in college, I Rambo. I had like he had never seen any of them, so he's probably seen Rambo and Rocky like a hundred times because <laughs> I watch them on a regular basis. Uh, but Dolph Lundgren is in Aquaman. Oh, cool! As one of the main yeah. characters, and uh, yeah, and I, I, I had fangirl moments. Yeah, very uh, proud of him. <laughs> he is who I want to look like when I'm sixty. I'm <laughs> sixty, yeah, for sure. Um, I go for I'll it. Go, yeah. What color? We don't have an orange one yet, do we? No. Is Maggie dun, dun, being dun, friendly? Dun. Oh, good kitty. Oh, okay, that's a good one. One place in Chattanooga I have not been to yet is me. Oh, um, there's a couple places. Like I haven't been to London Calling. Okay. But I'm doing dry January, mm-hmm. um, so that's not in my future. Uh, and then the other place I've never been to is the National Towing Museum. I haven't done that either. Um, and everybody says it's something that you should do. I mean, at least I say I should do everything that is like a tourist attraction here in mm-hmm. Chattanooga, and I've done mm-hmm. all those things, all the touristy things, I mm-hmm. think. So that would be like my touristy thing that I could tell people whether or not they should nice. actually go. Because I usually have no clue, mm-hmm. like, whether or not people should come or not. Let's see. What is that one? I haven't been to that tequila bar yet. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, Citron itself? Yes. It's quite good. Yeah, yeah. So that's one place I want to try. Oh, the axe throwing thing, too. Uh, I guess I get more. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing multiple things I need to do. <laughs> yeah. The axe throwing thing I haven't I done yet. I want to do that. 
And everybody yeah. tells me it's a lot of fun. So I want to try to do the axe throwing and throwing shots. <laughs> yeah. Tequila. But not in dry January, so. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot to do in February. <laughs> yes. It's all, we're just going to be blacked out the entire oh, month yeah. of February. <laughs> pray for the Kyles. Yeah. <laughs> just for, pray for him. Like, oh. I won't remember anything. My livers <laughs> and kidneys. Okay, where have you, where? Um. So I moved to this side of town earlier. Oh, it's. 2019 now i can't say earlier this year um back in september okay so there are all these kinds all these restaurants that i never went to because i lived in east brainerd and i didn't want to drive half an hour to get over here but hummingbird pasteria up on the mountain yeah heard of that i haven't been to haven't been to i'm gonna say this slowly so my mother doesn't yell at me but sofa king juicy burger oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) Mm. um have you been to merv's I've not been to Merv's you yet, but it's like right up there. You yeah. have to go to yeah, Merv's. right down the street. I my drive dad, by it every yeah. day. <laughs> my dad, growing up, we had to go. We went like every Friday. Interesting. It's like one of his favorite. They have one of the best burgers, and they're good, giant. And Good to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I just have this running list of like restaurants that I haven't been to because now they're convenient for me to get to. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. Yeah. Merv's for sure. Put it's that on the list. Good to know. And they'll do a burger without a bun. If you're keto, like me. <laughs> No bun, please. <laughs> All right, round us off. All right, here we go. Multitasking. <laughs> One skill I'd really love to learn this year is. Mm. Oh, I have two two things. Truly understanding what a pixel is when it comes to <laughs> performance marketing, because like I get how it works, but I really want to know the inner workings mm-hmm. of how it selects things and how the algorithm actually makes decisions, um, and and like how it like connects you and, and and labels people. And I know how to turn Facebook ads on, but I really mm-hmm. don't know how it's like selecting audiences gotcha. and telling different pages and actions and that kind of thing. So knowing that more in depth. And uh, I would love to learn, um, uh, uh, be good, become Google certified. Oh, Because like awesome. I've taught myself a ton when it comes to SEM or just like understanding Google AdWords and then all of the, the inner workings, the general things of a Google suite. Um, I would love to like be able to say I know exactly how each part of the Google Suite works and like can take people above and beyond kind of like the stuff that you see on face value. So those those two kind of things. Awesome. Oh, do we get two? I don't know. And I was gonna say coding WordPress versus like I use WordPress for my blog. It's a yeah, beast. It is yeah. like I can do the general stuff. That's that's what we use at Bellhops um, for our blog. Um, but you know, there's there's some really unique stuff if you can learn the general HTML coding to go in there and build out Mm -hmm. buttons and make the pages a little more interactive. Yeah. And then one skill I'd really like to learn, uh, I was talking to one of my coworkers, Lauren, we're both really big into acrobatics and acro yoga, but there's one uh, stunt called a hand to hand or standing hand to hand. So I'd be standing upright. uh, She'd be on my shoulders, leaning over, grab onto my hands. Then she'd kick up into a handstand from there. So um, that's one skill I want to work on and, Getting a standing hand-to-hand this year. Oh. <laughs> Super exciting. And acrobatic. Simple. <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> I'm like, I want to read some things and learn. He's like, I want to do a handstand on top of standing person. <laughs> it's exciting. <Cool>. Adrenaline rush. <laughs> One of my skills for 2019 is 
to make it through a hip fit class and do like full circuits of everything. Ah, yeah. yeah. Okay, there you go. That'd be great. It's tough. I can't do that stuff, <laughs> so. It, it is tough. Oh my it gosh. is. Yeah. The second round of treadmill, I oh usually like, I usually don't go over a six in speed. Same. Mm-hmm. First one I do like up to 11 to 10. And the second one, I'm like, four to six is going to be my (laughs) reward. But if I can do that, I accomplished the goal. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that second treadmill set. Worn out by then. Yeah. Got to keep pushing, though. (laughs) So the classes, I've got like, I've done one class where I was on the floor first and one class where I was on treads first. Did you like one more than the other? I liked doing floor first. Mm -hmm. I like ending on treads. It's really funny. There's like 50-50. I like starting on the floor. A lot of people, a, a good like amount treads. like to do treads, yeah. but I like it because I get to finish with the treadmill mm-hmm. versus finishing on the floor. Mm-hmm. And plus, if you do the weightlifting and you really want to go fast on the treadmill, like doing the weightlifting first and then jumping on the treadmill, you're really, really warm by then. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to do as much warming up. Yeah. Yeah. So That's a good point. But there are other people that just want to, they, they're there yeah. for, like, get on the treadmill, go. They're like staying in between because we do like the... There's like a minute 30 between each round and uh, they'll stay on there like almost an extra minute. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, trust me. You're, <laughs> you're going to get what you need. And come on down. Yeah. So now that we've segued into this, yeah. let's talk about a hip fit class. Oh, yeah. And how unique it is. Sure. Yeah. I, uh, you want me to break it down? The, sure. The general. Yeah. I can go high level and then you can go. You can go detail. <laughs> so there's um, the easiest. It, it's actually pretty... It, the, there's segments, right? And so um, one of the things that was really important to him, we spent a ton of time. We went to pretty much every type of fitness class you can possibly think of. We spent like a good two years, like anything and everything under the sun, whether it was here locally or in big cities and trying out every single thing. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that we learned is that no one does a warm up or a cool down. Like you go to some place and they'll be like, let's warm up. And they spend like 60 seconds, Right. Um, and then they'd never do a cool down. It's like the class is done, you're out. Mm-hmm. And so we, uh, we call it, I, I call that fast food fitness. Right? <laughs> it's like, yeah, you are getting fitness, but it's kind of like you're getting a, a Wendy's or like McDonald's burger versus like a Merv's burger, right? Like <laughs> they spend a little more time. It's a lot bigger. Like it's juicier. It's like they spend, a, they, this is their thing. Um, but yeah, you still got food there. And so like warming up and cooling down has become a huge part of what we do. And we spend five minutes at the beginning and five minutes at the end, which doesn't sound like a lot of time, but in the industry, like it's like most people would tell you from a consulting standpoint, like you can't do that. People won't like it because like they want to just, they just want to sweat, 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 sweat and leave. And we were like, well, that's the thing we're willing to sacrifice. We're going to give a really great yoga warm-up and a really great yin-style sports stretching yoga cool-down in every single class. And I love it, especially that cool-down. Yeah, everyone loves the cool-down. So it flanks <laughs> it flanks both of those things. Um, and there, there were tons of fitness places that like had a cool-down or a warm-up, but there wasn't a lot of places that really devoted enough time to both of those things. So that was a big thing for him. So they it flanks the workout. And then in the middle... So you, you do your warm-up, then you have um, eight-minute rounds, two on the treadmill, two on the floor. The treadmill is real interval training. You're actually slowing down and walking or power walking, then speeding up and either doing a faster walk all the way into a full-scale run, depending on what it is that your challenge is for that moment. 
Um, and then the weightlifting uh, is broken down every single day into specific body groups. So you're really getting a lot of full body experience, but we really want to focus on specific muscle groups because you're only doing that for 16 minutes. Mm -hmm. The rest is a full body experience. Um, and so on the floor, you're doing traditional bodybuilding, aesthetic training, or yoga centric movement where we've combined a curl with a warrior one or two pose, things like that. So there's yoga centric movement. And then the last part is the burnout, the, the thing that people dread the most. <laughs> so the burnout is a little over four minutes of power yoga followed by about four minutes of core. Um, so you do, depending on where you start, you're on the treadmills doing cardio interval training, then you head to the floor and do the weight training that's either yoga centric movement or aesthetic traditional bodybuilding style movements. And then you do that again on repeat followed by the burnout. And that's always the first time people come in, they're like, Oh cool. So we finish up with some power yoga. That seems simple. It's like the hardest no. <laughs> part of the entire class. And it's great because you see um, the, the way that it's developed is to make sure that anyone, whether that you're an advanced athlete or you're just like a beginner can do things. And our favorite is actually the advanced athlete and not from uh, a performance standpoint, but from their lack of performance because people <laughs> will get in there and yeah. they're like, okay. And you're like, okay, so just hold this warrior two pose and then we're just going to move our hands up and down. And they're like, got this. And like <laughs> you're in 15 seconds in and then you see them like stop because like he was saying earlier, most people don't do these yoga simplistic movements and their bodies just aren't used to it. So it's great, you know, you can curl 45s, mm -hmm. right? But the moment that you start kind of mm -hmm. moving the body in these new positions, it's like your body's like, what is this? No, thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it's it's the, the warm-up, the floor and the treads is what we call them, the burnout, and then the cool down. So awesome. it's just five total sections. I think you did both the high and the micro. I did, yeah. <laughs> I get excited. We both get excited. <laughs> He can, well, you know, he, you can talk a little more about like yoga centric movement and what that, that does on the weightlifting side. Mm -hmm. And then also the importance of interval training and the differentiation yeah. between like, there are places that train to a, a heart rate, which there's no problem with that. It's just not our thing because it rewards keeping your heart rate at like 160 because you're getting points based off of how high it stays. Mm -hmm. That's not interval training. Interval training is highs and lows and really ensuring that you're going up and down. And if you're training towards a heart rate, you will uh, be incentivized to keep it high all the time. Mm -hmm. which, and uh, that's a struggle. Yeah. 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 And then I have a bunch of clients that suffer from, um, and friends too, you know, always constantly looking at your phone and, you know, your head's down in this position and a little extra stress on the head and neck. So I wanted a way to, you know, get away from screens and other, you know, technological apparatus and just have, you know, good connection with others and with yourself too because I think that that was one of the big things like with yoga or any sort of form of fitness you have to have that good awareness of yourself and then the more you can build that up that's one of my big beliefs is the more you build yourself up then you can start to you know help each other out as well too and that's that's a kind of a cool important thing is that like it's always been big for him to remove technology and like from a business or marketing standpoint, like it would have been really, we get asked all the time, like, why don't you have screens and why don't you do this? And like, you know, it is the trendiest thing right now. Um, and we, I mean, 24 seven, once a week, we have a dealer come in. It's like, we can get screens up in here and we can do this and this. And the big thing for him is always, and it's a huge selling point right now. You can use it and you can really market your gym 
um, with that and people are very interested in it. But it's always been really important to him to take technology out of the classroom as much as possible because it's a it should be a place that you disconnect from mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. Drop the cell phone. Mm-hmm. Like if you've got one of the the heart rate watches, like cool, turn all your notifications off and just focus on your fitness. Mm-hmm. But also, um, there are a lot of fitness things going on where you're staring at a screen today. Mm-hmm. Whether you're on a bike or you're on a treadmill or you're on a rower you're focused on the screen. And what we want people to do is become focused on each other and themselves. And the only way to do that is to make sure that the technology is out of the mm-hmm. classroom. And y'all's studio has such a unique vibe and like atmosphere that yeah. I really love. Like the low lighting. Yeah. Um, the like lighting warm freaks. colors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we wanted to have this wonderful low lighting. You know, you can get in the zone. You don't have to worry about what everybody else is doing. You can just focus on yourself. And then also the music plays a super huge role Mm -hmm. in that too. So having this club-like atmosphere, you got fun lights, good music, and it just sets this good um, just rhythm and just how you feel in your body while you're doing the workout. Yeah, I think we can thank our recording industry, like (laughs) backgrounds for the lighting and the music. Now that y'all said that, it makes so much more sense. Yeah, it's like a nightclub. But uh, (laughs) it was, you know, and I think that's kind of like where you find the things that you will sacrifice and you won't when you're building a business. I remember when he came to me with what the lights were going to be and what he wanted to do and all the bulbs were those hue lights, which are not cheap. And I was like, at first I was like, (laughs) but I'm so glad, like, you know, sometimes you have to make sure that that money doesn't get in the way of the experience because without the ability to change the light colors and have the really nice kind of the speakers we use or the type of speakers people use at concert events, Mm -hmm. right? And so those aren't cheap. And we didn't skimp on those. You'll see a lot of like smaller speakers, but it was mm-hmm. in, like the bass is just right. Like having the right yeah. type of atmosphere was was the number one thing. It was mm-hmm. get the workout right and then build the atmosphere that makes everybody really mm-hmm. comfortable. Lower lights, uh, really, really fun music where people can let loose. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll get a lot of hooting and hollering. <laughs> you go to the 8.30 a.m. class, That's you want to go to one there. You want to be motivated? There are some fun people in that class. <laughs> Oh my gosh, yeah. Every time I've tried to sign up for that one, there's always like a wait list. Oh, yeah. And I'm just like, Ugh. Yeah. That's a very covenant It's great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. classes. It's great. Like that that class, I, I just, it's, that class is real. I mean, they're all really inspiring, but I love that one because there's a couple folks in there and they're just like ripping their shirts off and they're just like screaming and doing the countdown because we count down each yeah. round. And yeah, it's, it's a, it's a really neat kind of. Mm-hmm. Like that's the community that we we hope to build. And I think that you'll hear a lot of my soapboxy stuff right now. I think there's a lot of people that market their gems as a real community. Um, and this is probably the first one that I've actually been in that actually is mm-hmm. a community. I mean, we have a, a 70% or higher retention rate. I mean, we always have churn just like any other type of business. But, man, the people that are with us today, like, yeah. they're – they're still here today and that, like we really don't look at anybody as customers. We look at them as workout partners and people that we like are connected with and invest time in. And, and I've had like super deep and meaningful like friendships come out of this too, which has been so rewarding. I think that's my, that's my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought <laughs> at all. And that's like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. Yeah. That's <laughs> the, I think that's the, one of the uh, biggest 
pain points and happinesses that we that we face is like it's like oh my god we have like 300 new friends that like <laughs> we've got to figure out how we hang out with all of them on the weekends and like do stuff with them so we find ourselves like having big parties usually or doing things like that because the the friendship circle gets bigger and bigger mm-hmm. um yeah. instead it's of not just a bad being problem a to have no it's not it's not at all they're just like oh gosh i'll hang out with them i need to make sure i hang out with them and like we try to it's good to to yeah. figure out big events like that but I think that's where he comes in. Like I've always been very business focused and like mm-hmm. financially focused and smart on that. But like, man, put him in a room and he can be friends with almost everybody. <laughs> <laughs> just the wall. Everyone <laughs> likes him and, and all of our staff. Cause we have 14 employees, 14 employees, 15, um, 15 and uh, they, um, they're all just like, Self-perpetuating culture. Big happy family. Yeah. <laughs> Fit fam. Yeah. <laughs> so we kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, but when I posted on Instagram that I was having y'all on, yeah. I asked for some listener questions. Oh, yeah. And I had several people ask about um, what's the best class for beginners. Yeah. Um, or like tips for beginners. Yeah. Tips is it. A couple different options I would go with is that, you know, we do design our classes for, you know, any level of fitness. So we do have different options to give. But if I were to give a tip, starting off with one of the 45-minute express classes that we do. So we've got 7.30 a.m. Monday through Friday and also the noon classes Mm -hmm. Monday through Friday. So only 45 minutes, a little bit shorter. Uh, One time on the treadmill, mm -hmm. one time on the floor. They're 10 minutes instead of 8 minutes. So you have more time to kind of learn and adapt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then you get a feel for what the what the class structure is, and then yeah. you're just going to add in one more round of each thing. And then another tip to you know try to throw out any expectations, um, and then ego throw your ego out throw your ego out the <laughs> yeah. door, and then start on the lighter side if you are going to choose dumbbells. Some people even just don't even use dumbbells at all and yeah. just go through the body weight motions just with their arms or legs. And then, you know, getting onto the treadmill, if you get there early enough to before your first class, you have some time to play around on the treadmills, make sure you understand how they move and incline, decline. And um, you can adjust the speed with little quick speed pads too, which is very handy. Um, But just getting a feel for that and, you know, what's your personal edge or challenge that we always like to say. That's kind of like our, it's not even a tagline, it's kind of like our mantra Mm -hmm. is like, find your challenge. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm a coach in this class and I'm going to tell you the things that we're going to be going through, but it's up yeah. to you to find the challenge that challenges you to get to your goal. Call it finding your challenge and earning your burn. And it's all individualized. Like I'm going to tell you, you've got your treadmill sets are active recoveries and working sets. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you your working set should be a little bit better than your active recovery, right? You determine what that is. If then- two miles on the treadmill is what you're going to get in eight minutes, go for it. <laughs> if your goal is to power, walk, walk, power, walk, walk, do that and we have people um who started out just walking that came to us and said like i can't run i'll never run again yeah. and they're running today it took them a year to get there but to me that's way more rewarding than the guy that finished the guy or girl who finishes two miles in eight minutes mm-hmm. impressive cool but this person went from walking to now they run and jog the entire time and thought they never would be yeah. able to again that person is the one that reached the better goal. Yeah, that's been one of the big things too. You know, I experienced this in yoga classes, but you'd have like these emotional breakthroughs at the and end of yoga cry class. in classes. Yeah. Like, I've never had that happen in like a, like in a good way. <laughs> yeah. You just have like these breakthrough moments. I, I love it. You just, I don't know, you let emotions out through fitness and movement and sweat, which I, 
I mm-hmm. truly appreciate. Um, and I was going to say one more tip. Um, if you completely don't want to come into a group fitness room, we also offer private training yeah. and small group training. So if you have a friend or a buddy, we have trainers we can cater like a mock hip fit class. So you can do a couple of those. It's like, okay, I get the idea. I know what we're doing. And then you don't feel so uncomfortable going actually into the hip fit studio mm-hmm. and then doing the actual class there. And depending on what time of year it is, like just like any business, there's mm-hmm. there's ebbs and flows to the amount mm-hmm. of people that are in the room. Um, and 645s are always going to be, a PM is always going to be a smaller class. Um, so I, if, if you can't make it to a 12 or 7.30 a.m., like don't come to a... 6.15 or 8.30 or a uh, 5.30 p.m., like they're all going to be packed, right? Mm-hmm. And so the it's really, you know, there's 18 people moving around. It gets very hectic. But, you know, get into a 6.45 where there's 11, 12 total people, and it's a lot easier because then the trainer gets a little more time with each individual person as well throughout the class. Um, and then you don't have a – it doesn't feel as frantic yeah. for your first time. Mm-hmm. One of the tips that – I got when I went for my first class and I can't remember the guy's name, but I went to the 930 class on Saturday and he had been in the 830 and he just like immediately knew that I was new. Uh Just like walked up to me and started talking to me. He was like, here's my tip for you. No matter how in or out of shape you are, do not try to go all out your first class. Yeah. That's a very good tip. Such a good tip. Mm -hmm. And we we, we also really push like, don't look to your left. Don't look to your right. Look right in front of yourself at the mirror mm-hmm. and then ask yourself what's going to challenge you. Mm-hmm. And if what you're doing challenges you, stick with it. Yeah. And if, it, if, you, if, if you ask that question in your head and, you're, and you say, I could do a little more, do a little more. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, one of the things that somebody who is a big bodybuilder friend of ours, he, um, he put something in perspective for both of us, I think a long time ago. And he was like, so if talking about increasing weight. Like, right. So whenever you're bench pressing and things like that, you see people like increase their weight over time. Well, at some point there's a cap on that. Right. And so with that reality, if I actually raise my weight one point, one, one pound every single month, two pounds every single month, and I do that for the rest of my life, like that's how you, that's how you reach your goals. Mm -hmm. You don't jump in the gym and go, all right, this week I did uh, 45s on each side and did a bench press. Next week I'm going to add 25s on the 45. It's like that's not how fast you move, right? And so mm-hmm. if you're on the treadmill, we always say a 0.1 increase counts. Right? Yeah. That's what we yell it out, we say it, but that really is it. Like think if on the treadmill you start January 1 and you start your, your fastest working set is at a 6. And then the next week you come in and it's a 6.1. The next week, it's a 6.2. By the end of the mm-hmm. year, you have went up in 52.1 points, mm-hmm. right? And now you're running at a huge speed. If that's your goal in yeah. a year's time, you can actually get that and mm-hmm. you can actually get it. And it's not like, you know, there's times where I see people running on a treadmill or I do it to myself and I'm like, oh God, I'm going to shoot off this treadmill. <laughs> but if you slowly increase like that, you'll not, like, then there's somebody beside mm-hmm. me. Like there, we have people that run religiously and they'll get on there and they just look like they're floating, right? Mm-hmm. And it's because they they've like trained. Yeah, yes. they've just That's trained their body. Saying. And I'm like, like, <laughs> <laughs> and then it's over. Yeah. Majestic the OMG moments. That's so good. Yeah. So I think yeah. that's the the biggest the, really the biggest tips. advice. The, yeah. Like if there was one tip that if somebody was listening and they walked away with it is like compete with yourself. Don't compete mm-hmm. with other people. Yeah. It took me a long time to learn that. I think guys struggle with it the most. Mm-hmm. We actually have 45 pound 
and 50 pound dumbbells and they really are just a joke weight like one of our favorite things is to have like a dude come in that's like a crossfitter or something like that um and like he just like he's like goes for the 50 pounds right away and you're like no and i always say in my class uh, over the mic i'll be like you can stick you can you can grab those but you have to keep them the whole time. <laughs> or you can go back and grab 25s and then there's been a couple times where like <laughs> like I'll keep them, and I'm like, okay, you're not switching. And of course, they're like, they can't do it because the moves are, are are very different than like mm-hmm. a traditional style move. You can't really do much. It, it's tough to do twenty over thirty pounds when you're in a in a warrior mm-hmm. two position and yeah. trying to curl and press a weight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the moves, uh, the last class I did, y'all was like move of the week yeah. was the was like a lunge. And then a tricep. Oh, yeah. And when I saw, because y'all will post like the move of the week on Instagram. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. I had seen it and I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. And then when I did it, I was like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is it's so, so surprising. Like you're like, I was doing that same move in one of the classes last week. And uh, I was like, yeah, definitely. I can do 20 pounds. I immediately after the first round, <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, well, I'm going to have a five pound <laughs> Yeah, no thanks. Appreciate it. Very mm-hmm. cool. Uh, one of the last things I wanted to talk about was just yeah. about being small business owners yeah. and having a small yeah. business in Chattanooga. So what has the journey been like from a business perspective? I think probably like I'll, I'll start with the tough things. Tough things were like finding the space. Right. You know, we had very, I think that probably we were a little too specific, <laughs> which took a while, which is fine. Um, uh, and then just like, I think that. I think the tough the toughest parts are just like knowing that like there's always going to be you know something's always going to mess up mm-hmm. there's always some sort of thing that mm-hmm. flags and then you have to you have to center yourself in that reality that like something will always go wrong just figure out the best way to respond to it right um and when you start when you start managing your mindset that way you don't feel flooded and you don't feel like you're drowning because it's like that that's what business ownership is about it's like staying afloat and there are like tiny things and if you let them really just if you let them destroy you then you will sink to the bottom really quickly so learning very quickly how to adapt to you know the printer's gone out a treadmill's not working um the lights aren't working in this room and you know i mean like our if our power goes out our entire business is like done right <laughs> and so like and that's happened before we've actually been in the class and the yeah, thunder hit that one and lightning morning, hits and I think it's there done was a car that hit a transformer or something and we're like you have to go everybody has to go home we got no lights right <laughs> um and so you know it's uh i think those are the biggest the biggest pain points is is figuring out how do you react to the small things that actually equate to you not being able to run your business um and, and react to them fluidly and 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 easily uh if you can do that then you then that's that's probably the biggest pain point to get over Mm -hmm. and we still struggle with that i mean everybody does but learning that is probably the biggest pain point for us i think and then um being a small business owner i think it's been great just to to meet other small business owners in chattanooga it's been awesome just to be able to connect and we can help support each other which has been huge um, but then also just being a business owner, knowing that we have a team of 15 people now, I just never would have thought this would have happened, like getting to this point, but knowing that, you know, each step we take, we're also affecting 15 other people. So that can be very overwhelming sometimes, but not letting it get to you or, you know, overwhelm you too much. 
Um, and then like he said too, just the little things that can happen every day, um, we can, you know, make subtle changes to fix those, um, but not letting them pull you down because it is easy to, you know, get down on yourself or whatever the case may be, pull you down. But, you know, make sure you stay and notice that a lot of really good things are going on at the same time. So just making sure you yeah. keep your head in the right direction and keep the ship in the and right direction. And for us, like, it's been, it's been great because our, our, I, w- I would, I, I take back saying that like things happen organically because they do take a lot of work. You know, where I'm good at like systems, he's really good at just relationships. And so like our team is amazing. We have really, really just motivated and devoted people that like make things happen naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, that is kind of the like sweet spot that I think people should strive for. Mm-hmm. If you're having to like spend a lot of time managing people, there's probably a problem in your style. Um, or there's a problem with the way your team is structured or the systems that you have in place. Because realistically, uh, if you have a company that does really great stuff for really great people, then all those people just continue to do really great stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you if you don't have that, then you kind of have to fake your way through it. Mm-hmm. We, no one uh, wants to do that. No. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think like if I gave somebody advice when you find a business, focus on the things that your business doesn't do. Um, you know, if we just focus on fitness, it's like we have really amazing people that can, you know, know fitness, right? So what we focus on and what I really, what we really push is this overall experience. What's it like coming to the studio? Is it enjoyable? We know we give a great workout. We know that we have amazing trainers and amazing instructors. We don't have to spend so much time on that. So I always say when someone starts new, I say it starts with the towels. Mm-hmm. You can't fold a towel, Right. Like, let's just shut the doors. Like, yeah. fold the towel, make sure the place is clean. Can't keep the facility clean. Can't yeah, that's keep, huge. You know, those, that, that's, that's the differentiator between good business ownership and mm-hmm. bad business ownership. When you focus on the thing that you should, if I'm a, if I'm a chocolate maker, right? Like, I could, I have a great recipe. And I know exactly how to make it. Well, cool. Well, you've got to have the right facility to do it in. And if you don't focus on your facilities and you don't talk, focus on your culture and you don't focus on your people, and that includes the people that work for you and the people that come into your location. Um, at some point, it starts to give way because mm-hmm. people can get a good workout anywhere. I believe mm-hmm. it's about the relationships, an actual community, and a clean, healthy environment that's aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. that people like. If you've got to focus on your product, then you you're in the wrong business. <laughs> you need to figure out another product that you're better at. Because if you spend all your day perfecting the product you should come to market with a great product Mm -hmm. and then build an amazing place to house that. Awesome. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then if anybody out there is wanting to open up their own business, (laughs) we we sound like, um, uh, uh, what's uh, dude, where's my car? (laughs) And then, and then, and then, and then, Oh gosh, that's, I forgot about that. Well, yeah, just a little tip for, if you are thinking of starting your own business to, um, you know, you got a great idea. Just make sure you take it slow. Yeah. That was rushing into every single thing. I still do that today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like he does some He's new really bad at shiny it. object. Like, Oh my God, yeah. I need that right now. <laughs> Any Enneagram followers? Yeah. I am yes. number seven. He's, he's like a <laughs> raccoon or I call it Veruca salt syndrome. As well. <laughs> that's like my uh, biggest, that's my management <laughs> term for it is Veruca salt syndrome. I like I now. want it and I want it now. <laughs> Um, I'm type so, two. Yeah. Ah, okay. All right. Nice. 
I'm just aggressive. I don't know what code that is. No. I actually do. I think you know mine. Yeah, I'm a one, I think. <laughs> so I'm a two wing one, which mm-hmm. seems contradictory. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love it. They We do a lot of that at work. So we all oh, know okay. no, all know our thing. Yeah, thanks to Mello. <laughs> I don't tune in too much to it. They just all know how to work with me. <laughs> they all know mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Very rewarding. Definitely ups and downs, but you just got to keep, you know, thinking about all the amazing things that, you know, you could accomplish if you want to open up your own business. And it's really cool. Mm-hmm. It's a marathon, yeah. not a sprint. Yes. Yeah. If crying and crying plus laughter plus <laughs> sheer joy and sheer panic. Yeah. If you can't, like, if that, if in a day's time you can't, like, you can't handle all of those things the happening. Spectrum. Then you don't need to open up a business. Yeah. But if you can, like, go from, like the lowest of lows to the highest of highs. We actually all have these bracelets. Oh, They're yeah. called loci bracelets. Mm-hmm. So it's about, there's a uh, a bead that has um, water from Everest in it and then a bead that has the mud from the Dead Sea. So it's the lowest of lows and the highest of highs. Oh. So it reminds you during your highest time, stay humble. Mm-hmm. And during your lowest, know that there is a high point that you can still reach towards. So stay like humble. there's this, and everybody on our team has one. Um, and we all kind of like yeah. have our power bracelets <laughs> <laughs> and we try to keep ourselves grounded in that because that's yeah. what business ownership is. It's, it's extreme highs. It's extreme lows. There's not a lot of like in the middles. Mm-hmm. And so you have to constantly be reminding yourself like, yeah, this got pretty low, but there's a high coming uh-huh. up and it's back and forth and back and mm-hmm. forth. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. So that's how we. How we manage. That's how we manage our <laughs> mental states and our capacities Sandy and all of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to wrap up there. It sure. has been absolutely wonderful having y'all on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Where fun. can we follow y'all on the internet to learn more? Oh, we are and all. See all your we're stuff. all over the interwebs. <laughs> Instagram. It's at the Kyles. The no. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> at the <laughs> underscore Kyles. <laughs> Um, and then Kyle House Fitness mm-hmm. um, as well. So both of those on Instagram. And there's a YouTube channel mm-hmm. for Kyle House Fitness. Have all of our moves of the week and moves of the month on there. Yeah, too, so there's so. tons of workouts. Like, you know, there are people that don't live here that, that visit our YouTube where we send them the links and, and they're able to get workouts in or when yeah. people are traveling. So you can check out workouts there. And that's actually a really great place to start too. So if you're thinking about coming to Kyle House Fitness and you're like, I don't know if I can do these things. Well, all the moves that we did last year are yeah. online, so you can watch them. You can try them at home with or without weights, and then you can be like, all right, it's time to jump in and, and start at the studio. Awesome. Yeah. Good yeah. to know. Well, thank y'all again. This has been so much fun. Thank um, you. Yeah, I will plug all the social handles and everything in the show notes so all the listeners can follow y'all and maybe try some workouts at home. Oh, yeah, awesome. and we just started an Amazon storefront. Oh, so right. we have a storefront yeah. that shows um, all of our favorite proteins, all of our favorite yeah. supplements, our favorite recovery tools Trigger that we point, use. Foam rollers. And um, stuff so like we that. sent a lot of our a lot of our uh, workout partners go there um, to see what what we recommend. Um, so if you ever have questions about proteins and supplements and recovery tools, all the in betweens, the workouts is what we call them. Um, so yeah. any of the in between stuff, like we we have a storefront for that, and then also we take questions on Instagram all the time oh, yeah. to answer awesome. direct people. So. I'll have to check out that storefront. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's our favorite of favorites. If you ever want to say like our eating habits, that's, that's kind <laughs> yeah. of a pretty. On the go snacks. Yeah. Supplements to help 
workout. We have treat yourself snacks, like low sugar options, <laughs> yeah. chocolate options, because we eat a lot of chocolate. What? <laughs> a lot of chocolate. Awesome. I ate chocolate right before we came in here. <laughs> oh. Well, once again, thank you very much. This has been another episode of the Nougat Bell Podcast. Thank you all so much for listening, and I'll catch you on the next one. Bye.